What's up, artisanal pasta makers? Welcome to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. Man, we uh, had a had a little bit of a break. We did. It was a it was it was um it was a productive break. It was of necessity, as they say. It was. It was. It was. Because, and, uh, and we were up to many things. We were up to quite a few things, in fact. Yeah. So um, I know that myself, as well as all of our dedicated listeners, are just foaming at the mouth <laughs> for you to talk about the thing that you said you wouldn't talk about I that did. I had no intention of bringing up in our last that's episode. That's right. That's right. In our last episode, for any of you who are not foaming because you didn't hear it, um, there, was a, there was a... Or didn't care, you know. More likely. Just throw that It's up. more likely, to be fair. Um <laughs> There was something that I knew that we were going to be um, receiving, but I was uh, under embargo. The issue, the the piece of media hadn't hit yet, and so I couldn't talk about it. Uh, But now it has, and now I can. So here is um, the thing. In our region here, we have a um, local indie weekly arts and events kind of newspaper called Yes Weekly. Um, Every place I've ever lived has had one. What's it called in Atlanta, that thing? Uh, creative loafing. Yeah. Oh, oh, creative and creative loafing is famous. Yeah, they, they had place. a couple of imprints. Um, they've reduced their, you know, their their footprint in previous, you know, in current years. But yeah, it is an institution. Yeah. Uh, in Nashville, it was called the Nashville Scene. Yeah. There you go. So here it's called Yes Weekly, and it's a pretty big deal. It's you know it's on all the corner newsstands and everything. And every year they do a best of the triad issue. The triad is the three cities here: Greensboro, Winston Salem, and uh, High Point. North Carolina. And um, I think many, many moons ago here on the podcast, I mentioned that we were nominated nominated in many categories because I nominated us. Yep. Um, well, Adam, you are now speaking to the co-front man of the best cover band in the triad. Bam. Boom. Boom. Now, that's not all. That's, Tell us more. That's not all. You're also speaking to the best guitarist in the triad. Wow. And the best musician in the triad. <laughs> yeah. Further, uh, the other people in my band are the best bassist in the triad, wow. the best percussionist in the triad, and the best vocalist in the triad. Um, what you will deduce from that is that I had a little army of button mashers out there. Um, our fans <laughs> really took it on and came through for us, and like literally everything I told them to vote for won. Every single thing. Yeah. Including, incidentally, Viva La Muerte, the other band that I've been playing in and around and was a member, a regular member of for a while and now sort of an adjunct of, won Best Original Band, and their songwriter, Matt Armstrong, won Best Songwriter. Literally because my army of people did as I told them. Wow. So um, the, I think so the, is it, the mo- is this a part of the uh, podcast where you tell me that I'm fired and you're, you're going out on your own, you don't need me anymore? Oh, I need you desperately. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Uh, we've done some episodes where I sat and talked to myself. They didn't go great. Hey, a lot of people like that episode. People like that and they'll listen. I don't, yeah, and, and um, I, I've gone back and listened to it a couple of times. It's sort of just a, a documentary uh, moment of my life there. Yeah. Um, but the point is that, um, so a couple, couple of takeaways. Um, the first is, uh, I think that we might be one of the very few bands in the area here that doesn't, it's like not too cool to campaign for something. Yeah. Um, sometime back, we won a really cherry gig at a great venue. Um, they had an opening, and they posted, hey, you know, if you want to play here, comment on this and have your fans vote it up. And yeah. we won it by many hundreds of votes. 
Nice. Because we went after it. We really went after it. We campaigned for it. We, you know, drove our people there, you know, apologized for annoying them and like emailed everyone a bunch of times. I mean, we just went for it. And the same kind of thing happened here. Um, and I think we, <laughs> the results indicate that we're the only band that goes for it about this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, we may not be the coolest, but we win stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I mentioned it at every show I, I brought, you know, I, and, and I kept every time I have talked about it since then, you know, quite often I've been talking to people about, oh, we won all this stuff. And it was like, yeah, well, those are the ones I voted for. You said I was like, well, I didn't even know you were on my team, but thank you. Yeah. I mean that w- you never really know what it takes to win those kinds of things. And no, you- yeah, no, it's totally a black box until the issue comes out and it's like, whoa. I mean, uh, so, so as the best musician in the triad, um, the editor and I had lunch together, the editor of the paper, well, this is why I knew it in advance. She interviewed me. There's a little write up about me. There's, um, um, you know, a little box in the corner of the music page, best musician in the triad and some stuff that I said. And, um, and I, I, that write up also made it to their web post. They did one post that was like all of the sort of, major headlining winners and I was one of those um, right next to best drag king and best drag queen in the triangle. Nice. Yeah. That's good company. You know what? Yeah, I'm not complaining. Um, those folks can perform. <laughs> yeah, they're doing way more work than we do. <laughs> That's really true. Yeah. Yeah, I walk in in a t-shirt. It's true. <laughs> the amount of prep those guys do is ridiculous. And gals. Yes. Um, so the... Um, the question then is, it leaves me with a question, which is, what now? Yeah. What? What? So, um, yeah. Looking at it objectively, uh, this really amazing thing has happened. Yep. And it is benefiting you in a very major way. What do we do with? What do we do with this good fortune? Exactly. Exactly. So, as I was waiting for. Um, my podcasting partner's date night to be over tonight um, so that we could Which record. was great, by the way. Yeah, good, good. Did you have a good time? Yeah, we had a, had a really nice Italian dinner, hmm. and then we, uh, we went to Target. Sweet. To get a care package put together for our son who's going to uh, summer camp next week, and then we went to Lowe's to get paint for the bathroom renovation that we are currently in the throes of. Very nice, very nice, but no kids. No. Ah, it's a miracle. Going to Target with no kids? Yeah, it's oh, it is it is one of my miracle. favorite things. To it do. really is. It really is. Anyway, um uh as I was sitting here waiting to record tonight, I was reworking my marketing one sheet. Yep. Um which one side of it has had photos and quotes from customers before, people who booked us for bars and privates and sting, things like that and and I just I pushed some stuff around and I made a bunch of room at the top and said announcing, you know, 2019 Yes Weekly best cover band in the triad like in great big you know, I think I think I probably got a few months I can ride that um, as like the big announcement, and it'll never go away. I mean, it's going to be part of our brand forever. Yeah, of course. Um, just like you're the best. What are you best cover? Uh, best the, '80s band in the nation? Something? Yeah, the nation's premier '80s tribute. The nation's premier '80s tribute. Some human said that. Yep. And whether it's true or not, it got said. Well, and you know, former MTV VJ Mark Goodman said, "We're throwing. We throw the best '80s party in Atlanta." That's right. That's right. Never mind, I paid him to do that, but yeah, it still came out of his mouth. Plus, how many 80s parties has he been to in Atlanta? Well, probably quite a few, actually. But. Yeah, he, he hosts a few of them. Yeah, they were in the 80s, though, so it's not quite the same. No, he's still doing his thing. 
Is he, he does the they do eighties in the sand. Oh, um, and yeah. then there's an eighties cruise. Like all that stuff is still quite alive and well. Fair. Well, you should see if you can get him to come make a personal appearance. Uh, we'll see when he's in town. Yeah. Um, so I'm redoing that. I'm also going to make a uh, a one sheet for um, acoustic, which I've never had. Yep. Um, because the opportunities for solo acoustic in this town have really exploded in the last few weeks, last few weeks, months. Um, maybe not. Maybe I've just become more aware of them, but it seemed like it coincides with the seasons, of course. For, for sure that. For sure that. All the patios are open and have live music and all that. Um, which in, in that sense, it's actually a little late to start getting into it. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I've never really marketed the solo stuff, but I am going to at least make a, a flyer for that. Um, I was talking to somebody who uh, is a music marketer type person and who um, comes out of radio, former uh-huh. radio host guy. Yep. And uh, he said his the move he recommended was to um, celebrate this triumph by going to radio stations at seven in the morning with a dozen donuts and a box of coffee. Yeah, yeah. And trying to finagle my way onto the air. Um, and especially if I can promote shows at places that advertise on that station. Of course, yeah. Um, that's, that's an old trick that you know, we, we would do that kind of stuff when we were doing original music too. It seems more of an original music move, frankly. But, uh, but I guess there's no reason a cover band couldn't do it. Well, yeah, especially you have something that's worth promoting or that's already happening. Like, we've definitely done some events that the radio station has sponsored um, that we could have very easily tried to make make happen. And even if it's just, oh, I, you know, Air Bunnies mm-hmm. happen to come here with this, infer- you know, where it, it is completely pre-planned, but you can make it feel, you know, yeah. kind of What are the odds? I just surprising. turned up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he said be smart to call the, or, or at least somehow get communication to the, the program director. Yep. Like, hey, we're gonna be dropping by tomorrow morning. Yeah, or the yeah, like the morning show producer or something, yeah, somebody like that. Some, somebody like and that. and those those aren't hard to get in touch. You know, no, their job is to be in touch. Yep, you could do that, or you could um, you know, send a, a tweet or a DM or something to that effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's all that. Um, you know, apart from that, I'm just I'm thinking about how to leverage this. Um, sudden new credential you know i did make myself a uh, a website for me and my own brand it's at danray.net so i invite yeah. you to come check that out um incidentally there's a player on the bottom of that where i put some some tracks that i assembled off of the multi-track recordings from uh, live shows yeah and uh one of which um lovely day was from last weekend which we did with a track and I gotta say, it mixed down gorgeous. Good. So go check that out, danray.net at the bottom there. Will um, do. And then some solo acoustic that um, I was trying to get the thing up quickly, and if I'd had a little more time, I probably would have re-recorded some of the thing. I, I, the performance isn't a thousand percent perfect, but it's, it was live, you know. So right. it's what well, it's fine. This is fine. Well, yeah, but you know, perfect gets in the way of good. Totally. Ah, I believe we did a whole episode on that. We did. Yeah. But it bears repeating. It does. Like a like a like a bear. Yes, that repeats himself. There is a joke about Roar. that somewhere. Roar, roar, roar. Bears repeating. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
So that is that's my exciting news. That's my very exciting news. Um, I mean, that's that's awesome. Um, you know, he and I have been talking about this for a, a couple of weeks at this point, um, and it really, you know, the, the the main takeaway that we were we were planning on on talking about is is the now what yeah. scenario. Yeah, because um, at some point in your career doing this, uh, you will either uh, based on good deeds or uh, pure luck, you may stumble into some good fortune. And it is important to be able to maximize um, those opportunities when you can because, um, you know, in this in this business, we tend to do this kind of slow, steady ascent mm-hmm. um, where we establish our credibility and we establish our brand in uh, our market. And these kinds of things can help you jump a couple of rungs um, much quicker. Well, and if you listen so to you, stories about like original bands that made it big, you know, big, mm-hmm. huge rock hits, you know, superstar type folks, often at some point in their history, there's some like, gosh, we were in the right place at the right time. I was happened to be standing in a line for some show behind some dude, and that dude turned out to be so and so. And you know, there's there's often some like total, you know, the skies parted and the sun smiled down, and suddenly this was possible. Just yeah. listen to the song Rock and Roll Band by Boston. It tells the whole story. Yeah. Yeah. A man came to the stage one night. He smoked a big cigar and drove a Cadillac car and said, Boys, Boy, I, think I think this band's, band's out of sight. Out of sight. Yeah. Woo! Contracts. Had it warmed up. You have to forgive me. Yeah. I tried it and knocked it down for you. It was better for me, probably. Yeah, you know. But no, it. it we um on a couple of occasions like when i was doing original music we we had a few of these moments where like we got picked for a radio station thing and i i had this insane moment where i sat across the table from jason derulo and he was like giving my band <laughs> career advice nice um and i was like we should be promoting this and you know we should book a show and try to see if the radio station will promote it and my the nobody everybody thought i was stupid and you know i we still could have really maximized a lot of those those opportunities and and that band just was not uh game to do those kinds of things so but that band's over so (laughs) and that's not a coincidence yeah uh i on the other hand am a a crass opportunist and i will (laughs) take every good piece of uh press i get totally and i will uh ring every last drop of it out so um and and i think you know we were talking about what the theme of the episode would be and i think the episode theme or the the title is going to be now what now what so that's something you always need to be aware of in the moment something cool happens and and you know you guys get a little juice or you've got some momentum now what what's the next step what is the thing that you can do to take these opportunities as they arise and make the make the most of them? So, um, kind uh, of transitioning. Know, I, I, I would say also just just yeah. be, you know because it's how do I say this? Um, for me, whenever something great happens for you, like that, the the greatest musician in the the triad, the the finest of guitarists, yes, yeah. which is hilarious. If you look at some of the other people who were nominated for that, um, it is clearly a uh, people's choice and not yeah. a, you know anything objective. Um, 
but you know, so getting this to some extent, but but <clears throat> less less this than something like um, when we booked Pig Pounder and they wanted us every first Saturday of the month for the rest of the year. Yep. Um, that didn't seem to me like, wow, what a great opening. Let me, you know, that gives me such credibility with other conversations. Let me now push forward with that. What that yeah. seemed like to me was, wow, something's really handled now. I can sit back. Sure. And so what now can often be like, um, for me, I know the the thing that I have to confront and, and, and sort of challenge in myself is the tendency to have um, an accomplishment be um, something I rest on my laurels about or, 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 or get satisfied about. And, and um, you know, the people who are listening to this podcast are people who we've self-selected <laughs> us people in this podcast. We're the hungry ones, you know, we're the ones who, who have said we're going to push. But um, part of that is knowing ourselves well enough to know when we're going to stop. Yeah. And, um, and I know that I, I tend to, when I get a good result, I'm like, let me just, I mean, I know like there's probably like a way I could maximize on that, but let me just sit back and enjoy it for a second. Not that you shouldn't enjoy it, but well, and, and, and yeah, and, and it's, it, th- this is a hard conversation to have with this group because I think we as a group group of people have a hard time doing that to begin with. And there is a, there's a little bit of room where you do need to give yourself a moment to absorb that. Yeah. But then there is that kind of like, okay, now we need to, let's move forward or let's determine what forward looks like. Yeah. Or, that really is true. I, it was, it was a couple of days of walking around. Like I am. The, well, yeah. Cause you had a secret on top of it. Like you were walking around knowing. Well, that, that had, too, that too. Yeah, for sure. That I couldn't really talk to anybody about it, but that, but, but then like a couple of times I was like, I'm the best musician in the triad and I'm at the grocery store and I'm buying carrots. Just like, I'm just like, I'm just like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm the best musician in the triad and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hosing off my back porch. Like, <laughs> you know, it was very, it was surreal. There was, a, there was a little bit of like, I won this enormous thing. Didn't change uh, anything about me at all. <laughs> it was very, it was very, I had a couple of days where it was strange. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I've never had that, uh, that kind of ego boost. Um, I don't know if it would be healthy for me to have something like that well, in my back pocket. I mean, the, the, what was what was weird was that it wasn't an ego boost. It was just it was kind of it was just surreal. Yeah, it was just it was, um, you know. And then the paper came out, and I was out of town. You know, I was in D.C. at a trade show all last week, and so the paper came out on Wednesday, and I didn't see it. And and I had told the guys like, "Boy, make sure you check it out." I I don't. I had assumed that they would have told me if we'd won best cover band. You know, when I had the interview about best musician. Um, and she didn't didn't say a word about it, and I didn't ask. Um, so I told the band, like, I don't, I can't. As far as I know, we didn't win best cover band, but there is one thing in there that you just want to notice. And then, like, very first thing, like five thirty that morning, Justin texted all of us, like, "Holy crap, we, you know, swept the whole thing. We were all not everything we were nominated for. We won." And, um, you know, so I was blown away. And, and then I couldn't. I was out of town. I couldn't get to the paper, and so I picked that up when I got home and. Um, cleaned out a couple of racks of it at places around town. <laughs> well, it's uh it's just the coolest, man. It is I mean, it is just the coolest. It really there's is. There's nothing there's nothing more than you could say. That's really true. It's really true. So uh So let's have it be your turn to say things. What it you cuz you accomplished some amazing stuff 
since we last spoke as well. I don't know if the, I've, I accomplished amazing things. I accomplished things. Let's hear them. So, um, well, let's, let's kind of back up. So the, this past weekend was, um, well, actually there was, there was a whole scenario. There was a whole <laughs> set of deals where it was like, we were playing like the Saturday, we were playing a Friday and Saturday. Then we were playing a Wednesday, then another Friday, then another Saturday. Um, and the Wednesday, Friday, Saturday of this past week were going to be all very, very different gigs. Mm. Um, the Wednesday gig luckily didn't materialize. Uh, I found out purely by accident that um, our friends from the uh, from the pod, Jeff and the Riot, had actually picked the date up. Um, mostly because as a trio, they can be much more price competitive. And um, sure, so they ended up, pick- end up getting the gig, and I was not. I was not upset in the least. Uh, it was a Wednesday, and I was going to have to take off work, and it was just – I, I had yeah. to get a sub and all of that. It was just a big headache. So what we were looking at was a Friday night gig and a Saturday night gig. Uh, the Friday night gig was going to be in Athens doing live band karaoke right. uh, for a, grump, a, a group of high schoolers, um, which was kind of nerve-wracking. Um, the main thing that w- – it was kind of twofold. There was there were some things that we I needed to prepare in order to make that possible. Um, one of them was importing all of the lyrics for the songs that we had selected for the song list into Band Helper yep. uh, because we ended up using Band Helper as our prompter right. for the uh, for the karaoke portion. And um, for the most part, it was it, it did a great job. It was um, it was definitely the right tool for what we were needing it for. Right. Um, so that part was good, but it was very time consuming because um, by the time we got to the night of, we had eighty plus songs. Mm-hmm. So um, the second part that we were concerned with was this is a group of high schoolers, um, specifically is the National Mock Trial Association. Uh, so this is a bunch of kids pretending to be lawyers, um, and this was I think the day it was basically like their opening party. So they were going to start doing. Um, the mock trial through the weekend. Uh, And we were, we were concerned that, you know, we play, you know, older stuff and we did add about five top 40 tunes um, like Havana, Camille Cabello and Sucker from the Jonas Brothers and a bunch of other ones. Um, And, you know, are they going to sign up period? So we go out there, we play two songs and before we even hit the stage, they were already signing up. Hmm, good. So we played, I think, four songs all night long as a as a full unit. The rest of the time we were we were backing them up, um, and they did a slight change of the uh, of the plans where um, they did two sets with the teenagers, then the teenagers went home, mm-hmm. and then the grown ups um, got an hour to themselves. Nice. Um, and the kids were super fun. Um, the, we ran into a couple of unique challenges just because there were they wanted to come up in large groups, so it wasn't like you know two kids or whatever. It was like twelve yeah. at a time. Yeah. Um, so we we ended up just starting to give them like wireless mics that weren't turned on, <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> right. just that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, but they had a blast, and um, I posted a couple pictures, and I mean they were into it, yeah. and their friends were into it, and uh, it made it a lot of fun. That's cool. Um, the lawyer part was a little less fun because, well, they were just drunk lawyers, um, and there was much less of them. So the place kind of cleared out, and there was like less than 100 people in this big cavernous venue. Um, but they had fun, and um, 
you know, it, it went really well and we got really great feedback from the clients. Um, that being a national event um, could mean some really cool opportunities for us in the future. We'll yeah. just have to see. Yeah. Um, and it paid well, which was, which was good. Um, the next night we did the um, sub is a different band for uh, another booking agency for a wedding. Yep. Uh, that was in Centerville, Alabama which I thought was Oxford. Uh, if it was Oxford, we would have been much better off because it's literally two hours closer to where I live than Centerville is. Wow. Uh, we ended up having to – so we ended up getting – paying for hotel rooms, which you know weren't covered uh, in Birmingham, which was literally an hour away from this place. That's how far in the middle of nowhere it was. Wow. I had to drive an hour to get to hotels. So um, – that that one had its own unique set of challenges. It was uh, we were doing it as a four piece, so I was the primary singer and guitar player. Uh, we had a sub for a bass player, and the bride didn't really have any sort of uh, feedback for the songs we provided. Hmm. So we kind of showed up and was like, "All right, well, we're just going to play what we're going to play." And when the second set started, she walks up and I mean, you know, when it's the bride, you do what the bride says. Absolutely. And she goes, I want to hear pour some sugar on me like two songs into the second set, wow. which is literally the, the second to last or last song we normally play. And it, we got in this weird situation for like probably 10, 20 minutes where people were yelling songs at us that we didn't know. Right. And in my head, like I'm, sp I'm spiraling because I'm like, this is not going well. And um, at the at, at one point, I just, you know, they had asked for for dance music, so we ended up putting like the wobble and stuff on, like during our breaks. Uh, they danced way more for the for the the background music than they did for us, um, which was also a bit demoralizing. Um, but when we got back into the sentence, second set, I was like, all right, they're asking for country music. So I went ahead and played Friends in Low Places, sure. which was on the list. Yep. And then immediately after that, I just started with – I didn't tell the band. I just started playing You Never Even Call Me By My Name by hmm. David Allen Coe. There you go. And they all kind of picked up on it. But like that was the moment where I think everybody kind of like – we gained the respect back. Yeah. Because we gave them something that they they didn't know that they wanted to hear, and we didn't have any problems with the rest of the night, and the rest of the night was a blast. Good. Um, bonus for that one is the venue cut us off 30 minutes early because of sound ordinances, so we were planning on playing till 10.30. They said, you need to stop at 10. Uh, we were out the door by 10.30 and you know home Beautiful. before midnight. So. That's great. <laughs> it's great. I um, do love an early night. Yeah. So, and, and we ended up, you know, the, the client did tip us, which kind of made up for the fact that we weren't making a ton of money on the gig. Um, I did, you know, I spread that around for all, all the guys cause they, you know, they, they put their butts on the line, uh, to make that gig happen. Um, so in this, you know, in this situation, now we've, we've done two, two different variations of this existing product. And the question is, well, now what, what now do what? we do? So, um, I posted all of the media I had. I'm still uh, waiting to see if I can get images from the event photographer that was there. Um, I have updated our website to include live band karaoke as a feature that we offer. Um, and, you know, I'm hoping that we can accumulate a bit more media and, and put like a short little promo together um, so we can start selling that as a, uh, as a premium add-on. And then also the idea that we can play as a four-piece. Um, you know that puts a lot more pressure on me uh, as a as a guitar player, but um, 
you know, we've just had a couple of things pop up where having um, a smaller configuration is more, uh, I guess, price efficient. Well, sure. And, and, and so more pressure on user performer, less pressure on user band leader. Right. Well, it's kind of, it's, it's twofold to a degree. So, you know, one of the things that I, I, one of the fatal mistakes I made for that show in, um, in Alabama was I didn't make set lists. So we were supposed to be calling audibles. But what I quickly realized that if I'm trying to play all of these songs and I'm looking at charts and I'm singing and I'm playing guitar and I've got this MD mic, I've got too many plates spinning and I, I can't, I can't effectively lead without you know dropping something else so that's something that i do need to figure out an an effective way to 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 remedy um but we do have something coming up in july that's got like a a pretty like for us a a lower pay a pay grade and um i'm debating on just going ahead and saying now i'll just play guitar on that one and we'll just do it as a four piece and um kind of keep overhead down a little bit sure so it's it's kind of you know i i was talking with people and you know it was a very uncomfortable weekend for me because it was way outside of my comfort zone and it was doing a lot of things we had never done before and as an anxious person in general um it was just like difficult for for me to process and stuff but i know that i knew that by doing this it would open up more opportunities it was growth for us as a, as a band, and you know, those are all positives, and those are things that we can leverage in the future, um, and they won't be as scary next time. You know what I mean? Totally. So totally. Um, and you know, my friend, you know, when I came back, he was like, "Look, man, you were the best band on that stage that night. No yeah. one can take that away from you. That's right. And no one cares. You, you know, people don't people don't go to a wedding to see the band." The band's there kind of as an ancillary. They won't remember you. They won't remember the name of the group. They won't remember the songs you played. They'll just remember if they had fun or if they didn't have fun. That's right. Now, for me, I, that th- that's not the best feeling for me because, <laughs> like, <laughs> I take so much pride in my work, and you know, basically, people are saying no one cares. None of this is important. Right. But it's a, you know when it's a, when you you take stuff so personally, that part is not always you know easy to swallow. But um, it is it is a way for you to just kind of let go and go, yeah, you know, I did an okay job and everybody else is happy with it. So you should be happy with it too. Yeah. Yeah. The service got provided. We're yep. good to go. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think the, the live band karaoke thing, um, if we started to do it more often, um, we'd have to procure a bit more gear. Um, but I think, I think it's, it's worthwhile to, you know, as, a, as was, an offering. I was going to ask about that. Were you were you on in ears for that? Yes. How did the karaoke singers monitor themselves? So because we were in a we were in a big venue, um, they had a separate in house mix that ah. was going straight to wedges. So you had so wedges had, too. Yeah. Gotcha. And that that is kind of a necessity. Oh yeah. And the the things that we would need to invest in if we were doing this more would be a dedicated mix for that. For and a wedge for that, and probably like a crappy wireless mic. Uh, I was thinking wired mics would be a good idea, and then um, a friend of mine said that they had tried it, and somebody tried to Roger Daltrey uh, uh-huh. a mic, and the mic flew off and embedded itself in a drop ceiling, and <laughs> there was a whole thing. It's probably so. the best thing it could have embedded itself in, frankly. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. 
But that's another one of those get it in writing kind of things. Totally. Like if you if you offer that kind of stuff, you have to write somewhere in the clause that the client is responsible for any all damages to uh, property or equipment, you know, of their guests and are liable for yeah. damages. Blah blah blah. I mean, blah. really, anytime civilians come on stage, it's risky. Yep. And you know, for us, it, we we've minimized as much collateral damage as possible with you know the lack of gear on stage right helps um so yeah i think you know we may get a couple of these a year but if it's i think it was fun um it funny enough i've i felt more worn out vocally after the karaoke gig than i did the wedding gig Um, how how much helping did you have to do we did a lot of helping yeah because the other thing that you have to consider is if you want if you want it to sound good in front of house you have to sing into the mic and what was happening is that we had 12 kids holding three mics and so they were kind of like yelling right so we were we were kind of doing that we were helping them with cues we were counting them in you know we we were basically singing on everything and were you playing with tracks for them yes for some of the stuff but most of it yeah see i would think that you'd um that seems risky to me it seems like they'd miss a cue and you need to come around to get you it feels to me like you'd want more flexibility than that i think in in order to be as versatile as we needed to be that night, we needed the assistance. Mm. So, you know, we, we did everything from, you know, ice, ice baby to, uh, teenage dream. <laughs> so, I mean, we were covering a lot of ground Yeah, and, and tracks actually don't make it hard. I think you, you just kind of have to, I mean, it's, it's the same thing as if you were doing it at a karaoke bar, like you're playing to a track. Well, that's true. I, that's true. That's true. I mean, you know, I, I, um, I say this, I guess, as somebody who's, who's in the middle of the transition to tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, seriously, go to, go, go to my website and listen to Lovely Day. I'm really happy with how that came out. And, and my amateur engineering actually <laughs> sounded pretty good. Um, I've discovered the glory of the uh, multiband compressor. Yep. Um, so I'm all about that, but, but um, I do... The rigidity of it, the um, inability to look around and catch everybody's eye and like, or let's say we're going to do that again, or or um, that is that is. I mean, it's something you're giving up. It's something you have to just know is not available. I mean, unless yeah. there, you guess, I guess there's hardware that could make that possible, but um, but we don't have it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you can you can you can mark all that stuff up in Ableton or logic and you can use markers to jump or loop sections and that kind of thing. I, I mean, we've been doing these kinds of gigs now for five plus years right. and we have now we've rearranged things and we've, we've, you know, put cut out cutoffs in particular songs mm-hmm. and we found ways to make them unique, but we're, we're, kind of mass producing and replicating those quote unquote spontaneous moments. You sure. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, um, we extend the outro of, um, let's dance yeah. a little bit. We do an extra chorus. And so I had to do some surgery on that, that track, um, with the automator generated text to speech texts over the track. You'd been, you'd been very proud. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it was exactly your, your approach. Yeah, Works for, for sure. But I, I think uh, uh, with with the whole approach with karaoke, though, um, you want to do it as close to the record anyway, because that's what that's the reference. That's what that they want. Using. That's what they're used to. Yeah, for sure. So they don't they don't know your stops and they don't know those things. That's true. That's true. Um, 
so yeah, it, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and the, and the crowd response and just the general vibe of the entire night was just awesome. Cool. Like I walked out of that gig going like this, this was this felt important. Hmm. Like it felt significant, like something we, we unlocked something. Good. So what now is you can, you, you can now advertise that, that service. Yep. <clears throat> and we can, you know, we can follow up with, um, other clients say, Hey, this is a service we, we offer now, um, that I can send that out to, you know, our, our mailing list and, um, we can, you know, just try to maximize that. You know, we've, we've got a pretty, our I would say our summer is more or less shored up, but we need to go ahead and start being proactive about looking into the fall and winter and go and lock some stuff down. Yeah. And this might be a good way to do that. Sure. I mean, you know, you, you could even, it's a special enough thing that it's it's different from your normal show. I mean, you can almost right. book it as a different kind of event, even if it's still under the the same name. Yeah, you know, it's you know, the, I and for instance, I did I did the trivia and a solo acoustic night at Gibbs Hundred, the part the brewery I've been doing that trivia stuff at, two days apart. And it wasn't a problem. It's like I actually, right. it, was a, it was a good branding thing to put them together, but they're two distinct shows, and people, so mm-hmm. there were people who came to both, and you know, it was it's pretty cool. Yeah. There, so we had a couple of fans reach out and go, "Oh, when is this happening?" As I like, go, oh, it's for a private event, um, and and the reason I'm not really interested in doing them outside of just kind of corporate stuff is one, the money isn't necessarily there, and and there is a live band karaoke um, establishment in Atlanta that's been around for almost 20 years. Mm. Um, and, and to be honest, they were the ones who kind of helped me get, got, get plugged back into the Atlanta music scene when I moved, you know, when I moved home from Nashville. Yeah. Um, and they are very, very precious of their, of their setup. And I don't really want their business, you know, and I don't want to step on anybody's toes in doing that. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really particularly interested in in pursuing that as a full time deal. Sure, something you can do, you know, on request. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a tool in our arsenal. Pretty cool. So, and it, yeah, and, and like I said, it went really well. Very good. So. Very good. And we've got a couple things coming up. Um, we have another '80s Ladies Night. In uh, in June, um, I've got a bunch of subs I've got to work in, though, is the only issue. Um, but both of, one of the guys has worked with us before, and then the other guy has worked with other bands who play what we play. So um, I'm not super stressed out about it. But yeah, so Good. That's, that's mainly what we've got going on. That's cool. We have a um, private party this weekend outdoors in the 95-degree heat. Woo! Yeah. Uh, that was one thing about that wedding is it was outdoors, South Alabama. I was in a three-piece suit. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I looked great. Yeah. My hair was very sweaty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, looking at our summer. Our summer's pretty much pretty much written down, too. Um, starting to talk about fall dates and things like that. So, yeah. So this coming weekend, I'm going to Nashville for a friend's wedding. Um I am probably playing. <laughs> I'm probably playing. Yeah. Oh, uh, here's here's the thing that I um <clears throat> actually I have two other things I want to I want to mention. Okay. Um so last week I was at a um trade show 
that my company my company goes to uh, lots of trade shows. I, am in a, I work for a company that makes software in the real estate space, and real estate folks really like trade shows, like intensely. Yeah. So I was in D.C. at the National Association of Realtors um, conference, and at one of the parties that I went to <laughs> – I haven't party hopped like that since college. It was amazing. Um, there was a live band playing, and they were good. They were really good. They were a six-piece with keyboards and a sax player. Okay. And a and a and a two singers who were just singers didn't have other instruments. Um, quite good. And I I said to my sales my sales manager my company, I said, "All right, get me up there. Sell me that band." I am now the best musician in the triad of North Carolina, which oh doesn't mean God. a lot in Washington, D.C., I know. But go sell me. Get me up there. Go sell me. And he went up and he had a conversation with him, and it, it, he couldn't sell me. He couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. My drummer um, does this when he, he works for a company that travels him all over the world for you know stuff. And um, he does the same thing. This is where I got the idea. He, he has sat in with bands literally all across the world. Um, but my guys couldn't do it. So, yeah, I mean, I don't typically, I'm not really interested in doing that in most situations. Uh, this was a request from my friend who's getting married that he wanted to do it. Um, he keeps going back and forth. He's getting kind of cold feet about it because he hasn't played out in a while. Mm. Um, so we'll see if it happens. I'm, if he decides five minutes before it happens that it, it needs to happen, then I can, I'm prepared to do that. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's otherwise, you know, we're going to Nashville and I'm going to catch up with a bunch of friends and get dressed up and go to a fancy wedding and do all the things. Uh, my next gig isn't until I think the second week of June or no, it's the first weekend of well, second weekend of June, technically, because it's the eighth um, where I'm playing with Saved by the Band again. So I'm going to be back in guitar mode. Nice. Um, and then the coolest, the other cool thing that I'm picking up in June is that we, um, meaning me and our female singer, uh, have been invited to sing at the British Consulate's house huh. for Atlanta, and the Lord Mayor of London is going to be there. How about that? Um, and it's like there's this whole security protocol, like we won't tell you the location until the day before the event and like all of this stuff. And <laughs> um, their request is they want to hear th- like basically three hours of nothing but English artists. Interesting. Which isn't as hard as I thought it would no, be. No, no, not in the 80s stuff. It's not. It's not. Well, not even that, like all over. So, I mean, I, I compiled a list of like what I thought were relevant eight, relevant English artists. And even if I played w- just one song from each of them, it would be... W- way more than enough mm-hmm. and that's implying like i wouldn't play more than one beatles song you know or, what i mean bowie right exactly yeah and so they're not all going to get equal footing um especially since amber is such a rod stewart freak we're definitely going to be playing <laughs> of, a course bit of, rod you are. of course you are so that's good um that, that i was playing an acoustic i played a, a my my buddy's wedding reception uh, a couple weeks back, and the lady who is in charge of this event happened to be there, and was like, "We would love for you to do this." And I was like, "Okay, great." So in, and the, you know, that's like schmancy on a totally different level than we've ever probably it's dealt like, with. It's like geopolitically schmancy, right? So um, again, that might be you, a subtitle for the episode right there. Yeah. <laughs> 
more cool opportunities await. Uh, and other than that, it's just a bunch of just cranking out, cranking out the 80s stuff. We got an 80s prom coming up in July. We've got a couple municipal events. Um, it's all gravy, man. Things are going good. Love it. Love it. So Love it. we wish nothing but uh, success for the rest of you guys as well. Yes, indeed. Hell, uh, speaking of, here's the thing. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to um, mention. Yeah. Um, in ears. I know that um, I'm. St- I still consider myself fairly new to the in ear world. Did mm-hmm. um, somewhere between half a dozen and a dozen gigs I've done with them now. Uh, tips make all the difference. They yeah. If you're using those, if you've got the. I prefer the curvy ones to the to the just regular like nasty yellow shore flat ones. Well, yeah. So, uh, you know, your your driver, the 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 big chunky plastic part of it mm-hmm. has a little um nubbin that the soft plastic <laughs> part that goes actually into your ear canal s- sits on. And my yep. my my earbuds, my dr- monitors came with several uh, different sizes, different shapes, different things, mm-hmm. you know, with the, with a note in them saying experiment with these, whatever. Um, and I didn't, I used the one that it, um, came with. And then I found these, um, memory foam ones that you squish down and stick in your ears yes. and they expand in your ears. And I thought they were pretty good until they got, like I used them a while and they got sort of grungy and broken and chipped up and I didn't have any more. So I pulled out one of the, um, sets that came with, and I put it on there and suddenly the seal was so much better than it had been. Oh. And I could suddenly hear everything so crystal clear. And then, but I'd already ordered replacements for the foam ones. So at my last gig, I took those ones that really worked off and put the foam ones on. It was nowhere near as good. So yeah, the point is, it's a, one of those things that you need to arrive at the right tips for you empirically, which is yeah. a fancy way of saying by trial and error. Yeah. Um, when I was using Universal Fits, I, I really liked the West Tone style foam uh, foam ones. Yep. Those were those were my my weapon of choice. Uh, my custom ones, uh, I probably need to get replaced at some point. They still work, so I don't have a good reason to do that. But um, I had paid for the soft canals, which they actually don't even offer anymore, which I think is problematic. Um, so one of them, it's not that the seal comes loose, but when they when I wear them for a long time, especially outdoors during the summer, um, it gets wonky because the canals are are pliable, so mm-hmm. they don't they don't stay put. Yeah. So while they are more comfortable, um, you know, I'll have these moments where all of a sudden, like, it gets a little quiet, then all of a sudden it gets like so clear in right. my head. Right. Um, right. So yeah, that's just something that right. I deal with in the summer. And you know, those tips have to stay put in spite of the fact that when you sing, you're changing the shape of your ear canal, and right, you know, they're they're gonna hang in there. And yeah, which is why I opted for the soft ones because they were like it's good for singers, and I, I totally agree with that. But mm. also, the amount of moving around can just be problematic. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, cool. just want to share that. Got to try. Uh, Got to try different tips. <laughs> try them tips. Try yeah. tips. Try tips. Delicious. Good, good cut of beef right there. Yep. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, I think that's a good one to end on. Good cut of beef to end on right there. Yep. Cut them. Try them tips. Yep. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, we 
you know, we, we're still getting new friends every single day. So um, welcome to the community. If this is the first uh, episode that you have heard, we suggest you go back to the very beginning and uh, kind of play catch up because there's a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, somebody had mentioned today that they listen to us at the gym. So hopefully that you, you know, you're getting a good pump. Um, you're not too dehydrated. You need to make sure that you are uh, drinking water in between your sets, but don't wait too long because the uh, aerobic efficiency of your workouts um, are affected by your rest time. So no more than 90 seconds in between sets, everybody stay hydrated. What podcast am I on right now? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying if somewhere, in the world, somebody's going to listen to this and gonna, they're going to take that information and they're going to have a better workout. I like how you're just always looking to provide value. I'm trying. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. I still don't know if there is value to this. You know, well, we, I mean, we're 52 episodes in. I, yep. you know, somebody would have stopped us. Week of, somebody would have stopped us by now if it was a waste of time, I think. I don't know. I think that's. Have you ever heard of Patton Oswald has this whole bit about this? movie he saw called deathbed the bed that eats people <laughs> i've not i've not heard that the premise of it is that he saw this movie and it was literally the worst movie he had ever seen but like it was such an inspiring um showing of determination mm. that like you know anybody else would have like had the self-doubt to go maybe this isn't good enough but not this guy this guy's like had the determination and the courage to mm. finish this complete garbage pail of a movie yeah He's like, what's stopping me? You know, he was he he turned it around in like a nice motivational way. But you should you should look up the the deathbed, the bed that eats people bed that Pat Oswald does. It's I great. absolutely will. All right, guys. Well, have yourself a wonderful week. Go out in them clubs. Go to those weddings. Go to those event spaces. Make some money. Yep, ask have your, some fun. Ask yourself what now. Yep. Yeah, uh, well, and then ask yourself what next. Darn right. All right. Well, that should do it for us this week. From Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Cover Me and Confidential Podcast, episode 52. Have a great week.